Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. People like you and I who've been doing this for a while, we tend to make it look easy. This is so hard to explain. It is easy, but then it's not. It's like a basic buttercream. If you guys watch The Great Baking Show, buttercream is probably one of the easiest things to make, but it's also really hard because if you screw it up, it's just horrible. You have to be ready to do some work. Well, hello, my name's Ian Ansegray and welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Show. In this show, we're going to be talking about the tech that you need for your live shows so that you can go live with confidence. So we'll be with you just after this. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. going to shut down my computer by pressing the start button. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content Content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello and welcome to episode 110, to, uh, 120, let's get the words out, 120, can't believe I've got to 120, that's probably why, of the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is a live show, a podcast, and a blog series that helps you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Now, in today's show, we're talking all about the tech that you need for your live show, so that you can go live with confidence, we're talking about computers, get a bit geeky with you know CPUs, GPUs, what on earth are all of those kind of things. But we're going to make it as easy as possible to understand. If you've got any questions or anything like that, then pop it in the comments if you're watching live or get in touch. The podcast is at iag.me forward slash podcast. And the show notes for this episode, when it's out, will be at iag.me forward slash one, two, zero. I had to think about that. One, two, zero. So thank you so much for watching. This live show goes every uh, live every Tuesday and Thursday. And do check out the podcast as well. So today's show, as ever, is sponsored by my good free friends at Restream. So here's a little bit more about Restream. The Confident Live Marketing Podcast is proudly sponsored by Restream. Restream is the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. It's the easiest way to broadcast live to over 30 destinations at the same time, including Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, and so much more. Restream Studio makes it so simple to stream directly from your browser. Bring in guests and add your branding, videos, and graphics, and view and highlight comments from your destinations. All at the click of a button. Take Restream for a test drive and get your first month completely free at iag.me forward slash Restream. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. 
So before I bring in my amazing guest for today, I just want to look at a few comments. It's amazing to see Pascal is in the house. Great to see. I was I saw you commenting on a lot of the live show that I was uh, watching uh, from Captivate FM, my favorite podcast host. They've got some amazing things coming very soon with the version two of Captivate. So that's really exciting. And I can see Challenge ITV is watching. I assume you're still in Vietnam. Uh, great to see you. Doc is missing. To ecam that is very true i love ecam i i use ecam for all of my shows in conjunction with restream and we're going to be talking maybe a little bit more about that as well and pascal says 120 well done ian thank you so much i can't believe we've actually got to that point so it's time to bring in doc rock who is a thinker a creator a maker i love that he sees the world as a place full of possibilities he's on a mission to touch the lives of a billion people through collaborating and sharing stories and ideas he's a youtuber trainer speaker podcaster moderator and designer and a whole lot more so welcome to the show doc rock let's bring in the the crowd there to cheer you in how's it going <laughs> it's fantastic good morning Good morning to you. Well, we're just saying before we started that it is very early in the morning. It is, I think, is it just past 6 a.m.? Yes, exactly. But uh, it's all it's all relative time and it is the afternoon. It's after 5 p.m. here in the UK. So welcome to the show. I've been so excited to have you on because I love your content. You're such a, an amazing communicator, a great thinker, I think, and a, an amazing creator. And you just give so much to all the communities that you are part of. And recently, you've joined the team at Ecamm. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's, it's been a ride. It's been super fun. Pretty much about a year and two months ago, I started using Ecamm and then I dived into the community dive dove in the community because it's just really cool community like everybody was is very supportive and helpful and just at that time they were having this you know massive surgence of people joining up i would just go in and answer questions because i have a large technical background and i guess from doing that a lot and just you know giving as much as possible one day katie called me up and said what do you think about being part of the team and then i was like do i gotta move to boston and she was like no i was like okay I would, I would have moved to Boston anyway, diehard Red Sox Celtics fan. But she's like, no, you can stay your butt in Hawaii and do, and do this anyway. And I was like, yes, I'm in. Done. Let's go. Let's have fun. And it, it is absolute blast. Like, I love our team. I love our community. And I really basically get to do what I was already doing, but like on an official basis. And just, yeah, it's amazing. That's awesome. Well, I'm a massive fan of Ecom. I've, I've used it pretty much since it came out. Well, it wasn't quite when it came out because I was actually, I'm sorry to admit this, but I, I, I was a PC user at the time. I, I, and actually I, I do, I still, I like you, <laughs> I do really like PCs, but I, I think my workflow has completely changed. And as since meeting the guys at Social Media Marketing World, I then got a Mac and it's been amazing. And just the, the way the product itself has developed, but the amazing thing about Ecamm is the community, wouldn't you say? I mean, well, it's one of the amazing things. The community is just 100%. amazing. Mm. That, that is it, 100%. And I want to put in a fast disclaimer, two reasons why I absolutely despise using PCs. Number one, I'm a retired Apple employee, so I, I, I became a Mac user like the best way. But no, I still use one every day. It's just my, you know, your thinking pattern goes a certain way. Macs think the way I think. PC think the way that who knows things because like again I will take it all the way back to the days of I'm going to shut down my computer by pressing the start button. 
<laughs> oh, that says it all. But I just want to say, look, I do like PCs. And if you're listening or watching and you are a PC lover, you are welcome too. But uh, obviously okay. I use I use Macs. Doc uses Macs as well. So, and I can see here at Challenge ITV saying, Doc is on duty 24-7 for live streaming. That is what we call commitment. And I would agree with that. So I'd love to know a little bit more about your background and tell us a bit more about about your name as well, because that's not your, your full name on, on Facebook. So t- tell us a bit more about your history. You, you say you're a retired, you know, you were, you were in the military, uh, you've got a bit, yes. quite a tech background as well. So can you give us a, like a background on how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So in the military, I was a paramedic. So all of us are called doc, right? Because while you're in pain, you don't want to try to remember someone's last name in the military. You call everybody <laughs> by their last name and their rank. And so, yeah, when you're hurting, you don't have to call us by our rank. All you got to do is say doc and like I say, one of the six of us will come patch you up or, you know, box you up. One of the two. So, so the doc part stuck. But when I was working in the hospital, one of the nurses, like she was an elderly lady civilian, but she worked in a military hospital. And she was like, oh, what are you going to do after work? I'm like, oh, I'm a DJ, too. So I have to work in a nightclub at night. And then, you know. I would reset every day, come back to the hospital, do my thing. And she goes, oh, I see you're Dr. Rock and Roll. Stuck, absolutely stuck. I was like, lady, I kind of play house and hip hop, but I'll take it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then it was much better than my original name, DJ Yogi, which was smarter than the average bear. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's how it literally came about. uh, Also in the military, if you're one of those people that are very, you know, deliberate, deliberate and by the book, you're often called Sergeant Rock because you just like hardcore. This must be six inches to the left and turn this way. You know, everything has to be at 35 degrees. You're kind of over the top particulate. Yeah, they're also called Rock. So it was the perfect name. My squad just kept it. So I kept it. That's where it comes from. Love it. That's awesome. So like you, so you're based in Honolulu in Hawaii. Um, yes. Have you always lived there? And ha- and how did you get into? So what? Just really interested in your tech background because you you just like know everything. You are a fountain of all knowledge. I remember this. I remember this show you were doing, and you would you were going into like ridiculous detail about USB and Thunderbolt, and I can't even remember. And like. It, it shouldn't sound interesting. It really shouldn't. But you made it so interesting and fascinating. And I was totally hooked. So uh, tell us about that. Okay, so I got into the tech space, I guess, a long time ago, just as a kid. I got one of these Radio Shack kits that was designed to help you get into building electronic circuits and stuff like that. I dismantled our family TV at five years old and put it back together and it came up with a better picture. And my grand was all about, hey, all right, let's get him. Let's get this guy a socket set, some wrenches, screws, soldering iron. So like my grandpa and and my pops kind of, you know, forwarded that, you know, get into the technical side. And then at at my age, back in the day, there was two choices of school. There's regular school and there's what's called a a polytechnic, right? Because everyone thought you were going to build a factory worker. Somewhere in about sixth grade, I discovered a computer lab with one of these gigantic two color computers. And I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. So I've been in computer for a long while, worked at Apple for a little bit. And then, yeah, my love for for music and music production is kind of what like literally anchored me into the space, trying to build a rap career. <laughs> it didn't work. But that got me really into the tech side of it because I was always trying to fix our broken computers in the studio. And, and, and I guess that's what really just made it stick did, you know, graphic design and publishing for a long time. 
And so, yeah, I'm just a hardcore person. And then as far as video stuff comes from, it's just a spinoff of music because MTV came about. We all wanted to make music videos. So I got into learning how to shoot videos and take pictures and stuff because we couldn't afford to hire a publicist. So we did all of our own marketing and promotion as a as a small band. And I believe it or not, I've opened up for almost every major hip hop artist from the 80s to 2000s. Wow, that's awesome. So yeah, we, we've, we've got a lot in common there, you know, with the music. And it's, I just meet so many people in this industry, whether it's marketing or creatives, you know, who have this musical background. Have you got any, what I want to know is, are there any like recordings of you rapping? Because we, we need we need to find those somewhere. Yeah, they will never surface, <laughs> but they do exist. As a matter of fact, one of my one of my old bandmates hit me up on Sunday. They were in the garage working on some stuff. And then he goes, hey, have you heard this song before? And I was like, dude, why are you bothering me? I'm on the way to Costco. And then he, he plays it and it's our track from when we're little kids. And I can just hear my squeaky voice yelling into the mic. And I'm just like, oh, never let anyone hear this. Okay. We thought we were cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I think we we were born at the right time because I, I fear for kids today. Because like, like all our like time as teenagers and early 20s were, were safe nowadays it's all on the internet and so yeah, yeah if you were yeah your 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 rapping would be public domain i think oh you know what's worse than that if anybody could see in my van halen cover band videos like they were horrible <laughs> they were super <laughs> horrible and we, it wasn't even vhs back then we filmed uh, on a cartridge that stuck into oh, like wow. the sears projector you know it was like a little small cartridge and it fit in the sears projector you just pop it in and and there's us over there oh that's awesome oh yeah that's like, yeah, hello. There Sorry. we go. Well, my, we we had a Betamax video recorder, and my 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 granddad had. There was another. There was a third format. It was like Video Two Thousand. So like we we're the kind of yeah. the champions of um, of all the yeah all, all the kind of technology that just died died like the dodo. Challenge ITV is asking: Is are you still uh, producing music these days? Are you no, still involved with that? No, I yeah. I, I kind of wish I stuck with it, but I help out a lot of my friends that do produce. I help out a lot of my friends with their studios and stuff. I guess that's the reason why I know so much about mics and, you know, all of these things like that. But yeah, I just, music is one of those things that as much as I love listening to it, the creative side really takes a toll on you, right? You yeah. have to just have the perfect like set of tools to do that and not not my speed man it, it, it yeah, drove yeah. me nuts <laughs> I, yeah. i'm too much of a perfectionist and you can't uh, yeah, be that yeah. way so yeah yeah no. well i i like to, i think i've been on this journey i definitely used to be a perfectionist i like to call myself a recovering perfectionist now and so i try and use my my music in a fun and creative way and just have a bit of yeah, I, but it's 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 hard. It is hard. It really is. We've also got another thing in common in that, well, kind of, I'm not really into sport. I hate to admit, I feel I should be. I feel it's one of these flaws of my character, but- Don't do it. But uh, <laughs> like, so I live, I live very close to Manchester and uh, you, you, you're quite into a sport team from Manchester, aren't you? Oh yes, absolutely love Manchester United. Been a diehard fan since, ooh. Bruh, I'm going to say like mid 90s, you know, in the beginning of the Fergie years where they thought about firing him because like he sucks. And then <laughs> you almost got that wrong there, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm die diehard fan. Oh, well, there we go. Well, there, there's all my Manchester City listeners and, and viewers gone, but never mind. Uh, I love they this. Can't from Rob. They won the championship this year. So, oh, well, they there we go. Have the leg up. 
so they're good. <laughs> they're, they're good. Rob says the footage from my Bangles cover band is scary. Oh my god, oh, dude! My my ex girlfriend looked exactly like Belinda Carlisle. It was part oh, of wow. the joke. That's so yeah. funny. That's so funny. Well, we we need to we need to get into the main content. Keep the keep the the comments coming if you're watching live, but we need to get. I want to ask you my first question, which is, you know, what do we need to actually go live? You know, if you were if you like literally had no gear what would be the first three or four things that you would invest in to go live? And we're not looking like really ultra basic stuff. I mean, I suppose you could say go live with your phone or just get a very basic computer, microphone and webcam. You know, if you've got a bit more budget, what would you, what would you start with? This is going to sound so crazy. The first place you need to start with is that piece of equipment between your left ear and your right ear. (laughs) The majority of the failure comes from just thinking about it wrong. But you know, once you get past that and you know, you're ready and you're ready to put into some work, I think people like you and I, who've been doing this for a while, we tend to make it look easy and This is so hard to explain. It is easy, but then it's not. It's like a basic buttercream. If you guys watch the great baking show, buttercream is probably one of the easiest things to make, but it's also really hard because if you screw it up, it's just horrible. Right. So I think that it is you have to be ready to do some work. Right. And now if I was going to start right now, I would tell everybody, don't spend any money on anything other than get your M1 first. That would be the first piece of equipment because it's actually affordable. It's actually really small, but it's extremely powerful. And you can run your whole studio out of that. That way you'd have a dedicated machine. So you're not fighting and having problems where your computer is, you know, you're I got one computer for my 87 things that I do and you're working it. So a single dedicated M1 at basically 700 quid can outdo this $4,000 iMac trying to do 17 things. Yeah, that is, it's, I, it's I, crazy, would, but it's true. I would agree with you. Like it's, I've got this, like a, I'm not going to talk about my Mac woes because this is actually my second, this I, they replay Apple replaced my 2016 model with a 2018 model. We won't talk about that, but it's a 2018 uh, MacBook Pro. It's pretty high end, but it's an Intel based one and as i was saying before the show to you you know it is really slowing down at the moment and it and the fan kicks in and it, it's a really it, it i'm really happy with it. it works really really well but and apple knows this they uh i i, I do have my um my eyes set on uh one of the new macbook pros with the m1 or the m1x or whatever it's going to call, be called when they announce it which might be next week i don't know so i have a question hmm. though Mm. Now I'm going to interview you. Go Why on. do you need a notebook? Everyone messes this up. Streaming, strangely enough, is probably the hardest thing you will ever do with your computer besides calculate spaceship trajectories so that they can re-enter. Other than that, the, the second hardest thing you'll ever do with a computer is probably streaming. Since none of us know how to fly satellites, this is the hardest thing you're ever going to do in your computer. Harder than video editing, harder than photo, photo editing. Your photo editing... 30 frames per second, 25 for you pal people doesn't matter anymore, but you're, you're editing <laughs> basically 30 frames per second for an hour and a half. And why wow. do my fans come on every time I live stream? I don't know, buddy. Think about it. Let me throw the, the most, let me throw your engine in your family saloon. Let me throw the engine in red line for an hour and a half. What do you think is going to happen to your saloon? It's not going to be happy, is it? 
Thank you. So, of course, your MacBook Pro fans, come on. They're, <laughs> they're supposed to. That's saving your computer from catching your desk yeah. on fire yeah. like a Dell. I didn't say that. It slipped out. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> but that's why. That's exactly why. So, seriously, why do you need a notebook? This, this, you're going to be a hard guest, aren't you? Um, but no, thank you uh -huh. for the question, because I think it's a really good question. And I think the, re the reason I do is because I need... I need the flexibility of working wherever I want to work. So I like I'm, I I like to be stuck here in my office. Sometimes I like to. Sometimes I'll I'll go downstairs. So I need the flexibility. And at the time I I needed I needed to I, I had the choice. Could I spend uh, get a desktop computer and a laptop? No, I couldn't. So I had to spend the money on something. And so I went for as high end uh, MacBook Pro as I possibly could at the time. And I'm thinking about getting a new computer, you know, at some point in the next year. And the question is in my head, you know, what I would always recommend, like what you're saying, is I would always recommend that people get a desktop because they're just more powerful and there's more space for, for example, you know, heat um, distribution. And, and, and all, yeah, exactly. So I would always recommend that. But when it comes to me, I, I do need that flexibility and that portability. I'm okay, always so aware. That mm -hmm. you have. Keep that yep. notebook you have. Let that be your work computer and get a, the baseline M1 as your dedicated streaming computer. Mm. Install Ecamm on it and Chrome. And no matter what your temptations, don't install anything else. Okay, I'll give you three things you need. Chrome, Ecamm, NDI tools. After that, stop. Like, don't put anything else. And it's funny because we'll spend 700 bucks on the lens for our stream. I mean, your mic and your, your interface is the entire cost of the new computer right now. And so we'll drop 500 on the mic because we need to, you know, have that nice, sexy Ian Anderson, Gray Mike Russell voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So keep your notebook and let your notebook be your workforce. But I would say get an M1, especially because the minis that are out right now come October when they make the the pro version of the mini, they'll be cheap because everybody like me will be dumping ours to get the pro version. That's really interesting. Well, we do have a Mac mini downstairs that the kids are using. And I was really impressed with the affordability of them because Macs are not known for their affordability. But yeah, it's like we got it for about 700 pounds, uh, which is probably about $700 because they keep, keep them the same. And yeah, I've been really, really impressed with it. So I, I think that's that's a good tip. Although like in my head, I feel I need to go for always go for the high end stuff. But I, I've been so impressed with the Mac mini with the M1. It's just, just so, so right now, it is, that's the crazy part. Mm -hmm. Right now it is the high end. That's the crazy part. It's just, the, so I'm super excited about this because two things you stated just now, which are whole cloth crew, true, right? We're normally not known for our affordability because they refuse not to take shortcuts in design, not to take shortcuts in quality because the known quantity is we heavily run the creative and production industry. So if those things have problems, those people will be more heated and they actually can make the noise to embarrass you badly. <laughs> so because of that creative space, they've always had this line, I'm going to create a certain level of you know, distinction, right? It's the difference between an Aston and a Vauxhall, right? So Apple is always, I'm going to be Aston and either you buy it or you don't, like we really don't care. And luckily people have bought it, right? So 
because they make their own chip now, they have control. See, when Intel was getting to the point where if it's pushed the limits of its current design, I won't get into the nerdy side of their design. That design is not heat efficient. That design is not power efficient. And what everybody wants right now is a silent computer that can run at least 10 hours right on a single battery charge. So Apple tried and tried and tried. They pushed Intel. They pushed Intel. The Intel started holding stuff out for, you know, well, we have to be fair to these other manufacturers. And it's like, yo, we probably outpay what all the other guys pay for chips. So why are you guys messing us around? And so there's a fight. Apple says, screw it. They decide to build their own chips. And now Intel's going Damn, we should have just gave them what they wanted because now that there's no licensing fees, now there's no profit margins given to someone else. They can Apple can basically sell the chip at cost, knowing that they're going to make up for it in dope services. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So your iCloud, your Apple Music, your Apple Fitness, like all of the things that we pay five bucks here for, nine bucks here for, whatever, that recoups all the costs of research and development and things like that. Now, the other thing, here's something that's blowing people's mind, and I don't think a lot of regular people have caught on to this. So everything that's out right now, with the exception of that notebook, the iMac, the iPad, the mini, and the small notebooks all have one processor, the M1, every single device. Right. So once the notebook comes out and I'm going to say knock on wood next week, Tuesday, every device will have an Apple chip in it. So you don't have to build all these various things. They can build it into one. So don't be surprised if maybe not this year, next year, there's even an M1 iPhone because it's so much cheaper when you have to develop a, a single product that is fast. Like, that is ridiculous. My new iPad is so fast, it melts my face. I'm like, I can't believe this thing. You know, I'm running four streams of 4K in an iPad in LumaFusion. I'm like, this is ridiculous, bro. You know, it's coming from building server PCs to edit, mind-blowing. That that is amazing. So I think that's the first thing we'd say, probably. I think we agree on get an M1 Mac and... Yeah, at the moment, that means either, you know, you can get MacBook Pro, there's the MacBook Air, and there's the, the Mac Mini. By the way, Doc, your your video has frozen. We can we, we can see you with your hands on your head. Because yeah, I like that picture, though. Um, it is very I, good. It's so strange, because I, I can see myself really well. And I that look is weird. Well, do, do you want to maybe, like, pop out and then come back in again, see if that fixes? It solves all known problems, yeah. apparently. And then we can yes, okay, let's, try let's 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 wait for for doctor to to do that and then hopefully it'll he'll come back and it will work i can we've got some questions that i can see which is great so i'm gonna and get doc to answer challenge itv's question let's just bring in uh let's assign yeah are you back let's have a look it's not working i am back no, yeah, but we, wrong guess. no we can't see you you're where is that <laughs> okay, let, me do, let me do something i got an idea let me okay okay I, I, i'll let you do that in the background okay. while <laughs> Boom. okay how about oh, there we go okay it's working now <laughs> yeah you're, you're like, how about no <laughs> <laughs> we've got a we got a question from challenge itv which is kind of different to what we've been talking about but uh that's that's great so just just to recap in terms of your computer we're not saying that other types of computers like PCs and, and stuff are 
well, maybe Doc would would just say that's don't go for that. But no, no, they're uh, perfectly fine. They're, they're perfectly fine. But, yeah. but like for bang for your buck, the the new M1 Max are amazing and they work so well for live streaming. I am really tempted actually of getting a Mac Mini just for my live streaming. I think that's great advice, and you can get them relatively inexpensively. So definitely do that. So uh, Challenge on TV is asking this question: Facing a mic a mic delay with Ecamm, if I adjust the delay in preferences, my sound goes through a mix then focus right sound interface any idea for a fix so this is sometimes there can be a delay between your audio so your microphone and your your video sometimes your video can take a little bit longer to get processed onto your computer than your audio. And in Ecamm, there's a great feature in preferences that allows you to delay your microphone by a couple of frames uh, or more. But yeah, Challenge RTV is having a few problems. Any ideas on what he could do there? Yeah, I mean, okay, so every device you add is going to add a little bit of latency to it because it has to round trip to that device. There, we're not analog anymore, right? We're digital, but we're our face is analog, and these are analog. So from here down to XLR cable is analog. Your first device, your first mixer, is going to take that signal, do a little signal processing on it, you know, your EQ and all of that, and it's going to add a slight little bit of change just due to the fact that it's processing sound. And then you're taking that sound and you're feeding it to a focus rate. And the focus rate has legendary DSPs, digital signal processors. So it's going to do some adjustments to the thing and it's going to come out of that. And then you're going to bring it into Ecamm and then from the USB cable into Ecamm, like there's still some digital signal processing going on. Now we personally don't touch the signal once it comes in, especially if you have music mode checked on, but you just sent it down a long trip. Tell your sister a secret and tell your sister to tell that secret back to your mom. It's already different, right? Like that's just how the signal works. I The only thing that you could probably do is take it out of the focus right directly into the camera and just capture what the camera sees. That will help. But there will always, I mean, with the amount of trips that you're taking, there is no way out of that, even if I can buy you a million dollar each device, million dollar mic, million dollar first interface, million dollar second interface, million dollar computers, it would still be off because physics. So, yeah, you just have to edit that way or plan for the delay in the way you talk or play, which is what we did in television for years. Even to this day, I tell you when, when, uh, you know, Graham Lasso goes, Hey, uh, can I call down to the field and Arlo white? I know you're talking to Ole Gunnar Sochar. Let me hear what coach has to say. Two, three, four. Hey, Graham happens. Just watch sports every day, but people will get on their live stream and goes, why is there a delay? I'm like, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, uh, BT has all the money in the world and they can't get it to be instant. So neither can you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. It's, it's a common, a common issue. Well, I hope you managed to, to sort that out. And if you've got any, any, if you want any extra help, just, just let us know. I'm happy to, to, yeah. And by all means, send us a mm-hmm. port ticket just mm-hmm. in case there is something that we're hicking up, yeah. but it's what you're to me, what you're explaining seems extremely normal, but if yeah. you think it's more abnormal because you know, sometimes the explanation doesn't come through in typing by all send us a support ticket and we'll run through your system and make sure that everything is legit. That's great. And the, com- the community is so, so amazing from this point of view. So, but, and the support is great too. Pascal is asking a question. Am I right in thinking that Ecamm only streams to one destination with linking to restream free account help with this? I think I'm right in saying that at the moment, yes. 
it's just one destination, but it works really well with Restream. I'm using Restream at the moment. I love the way that you can get all the comments. So I can see everyone from like Facebook. Uh, I know you're watching on Facebook, Pascal. We've got people watching on YouTube and LinkedIn, and I can see all the comments and bring it all in. So it works perfectly and it would work with the free account. Any other thoughts on that? That is the best way to do it. Like mm-hmm. I do it that way as well. I use Ecamm as my switcher, my studio, my production back in, and then let Restream send it out to other places. Not even for the multiple destinations either. For me, I can send a 4K signal to Restream so that way I can record in 4K and get a backup recording on Restream, right? So I end up with three recordings, the camera, the computer, and Restream. But it will take it and squeeze it to whatever size necessary for, say, Facebook or YouTube or the aforementioned Periscope or Twitch or whatever. So that way I can maintain the quality that I want so that I can repurpose, listen to Ian, you know, and then let Restream squeeze it appropriately. What that does is that means that my computer doesn't have to do all of that squeezing and it would beat up my computer trying to send to multiple destinations just because you'd have to make a stream for each one. So it's good for bandwidth mitigation as well as multi-streaming. I think that's a really good point because Ecamm Live is a dedicated app that runs on your computer, whereas tools like Restream Studio, that works within the browser. So they can do all the, the multi-stream, multicasting in the background. And so actually using Ecamm with Restream, you get the best of both worlds. So those tools like you know, there's Wirecast, there's VMix. I've used Wirecast before and it and it's, you know, it's it's fine, but you need I was a sponsored really- by Wirecast for 10 years and I will say all the bad stuff about it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but it's, you need, you need a really powerful computer for that. And it, it's, yeah. it's not a good fit. So like my Wirecast days are, I have to say are over. I mean, Ecamm in, and Restream is just a marriage made in heaven as far as I'm concerned. So we've talked about, in terms of computer specs, we've talked a lot about the CPU. I think we agreed on the M1 is kind of the answer to all our problems. But like how much, so this is probably a question you get asked a lot, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, how much RAM do we need? So how much memory? Because like, do you go for eight? I, I always think eight's not enough. I need to go for 16 or possibly 32. Some of the Macs next week that might be announced may have 64. Is that complete overkill? So when it comes to memory, and then the, the, the follow-on question from that is, do how do we need to think about the GPU? So the, the CPU is the processor. The memory is the memory. The RAM's the memory. The graphics processing unit. This is the graphics card. And do we need to like have one that has quite a beefy one on there? Do we need one at all? Like this is one that I've always got confused about because does uh, if we use tools like Ecamm, does do t- uh, tools like Ecamm use just the processor, the CPU, or do they use a graphics processor? And, and are we good to go, to go with something like that? So lots of questions that I've just thrown at you. I'm just no going to let you get on with it. it. <laughs> I got it. So we don't do direct speaking discreetly to GPU, so it doesn't matter. We don't have to because there's certain stuff that we're using does a lot of conversation directly within the CPU. Also, all of what we, this is going to be so difficult for people. It was difficult for me. And I am a professional card carrying nerd back in October when I bought the first M1, like the day it came out, I had this crazy conversation. I'm like, there's no way that this thing with eight gigs of Ram in it is going to be able to do 
what this iMac with 64 gigs of RAM can do. Just impossible. There's physics, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> it Unified memory doesn't work the way x86 memory does, right? All computers that we know up until now use like x86 memory paging, which for you PC people, you understand. Us Mac people think we're Mac, think we're not PC, but we were still doing memory the PC way because it was an Intel processor, Right. So the conversations between the the PC and the chip, there's a distance, there's a little latency going back to um, the previous comment. It doesn't work like that anymore. It's completely different. And this eight feels like the equivalent of 32. Now, the, my current mini now has 16 because I sold the eight and got a 16 for no other reason that when it's time to resell it, it's easier to resell and $200 wasn't going to starve me. So I, I just overbought because I always over engineer, right? That's what you do. Yeah. You always over engineer if possible. The Considering the difference in the machines is $200. If it's going to make you or break you, you can get completely away with eight gigs because it doesn't perform the way this does. It performs more like a cell phone or a tablet or your Xbox or your PlayStation all have Small memory, small quote unquote graphics cards, but they play just incredible imagery at high frame rates and you never even think about it. But then we get into the PC space, we get suckered by NVIDIA and, and ATI or a, yeah, I think I said that right. We get suckered by these guys into buying all of these, you know, $800 graphics cards. You don't have to. Again, you're not folding proteins and you're not playing video games. You probably don't need an intense GPU. It's just this hard. Okay. Works, but yeah. So that's good. So we, we could get away with that. So why did you, like, I know you said you went for 16 because of the resale value, but are there yeah. situations where 16 would be better than eight for the kind of stuff? That yeah, 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 of course. I mean, it's it's memory. So of course, if, if you can afford the extra $200, just get it. Just don't just get it because it, it is. But the primary differentiator is the whenever you're paging memory back and forth, right? You're sending information between multiple programs and stuff like that. You would just run into a space thing. And what the computers have done for years is dump some of that to the hard drive and then bring it back. We're running off of SSDs and SSDs are already smaller and they're already expensive. So the idea of having it just constantly swapping because you're you're killing it is it just makes you want to go ahead and get 16. But you don't have to like your computer won't be slower because of it. There's not a big speed or performance difference. It's probably more a longevity difference right mm. it's like having having a small lorry to go carry around a bunch of two by fours or having them hang out the back of your family wagon like they both can carry two by fours but you'll take way more trips to the wood store in the family wagon where if you had a tiny lorry you could fill that sucker up with a whole house full of wood in one trip that's primary difference that's cool so like eight is fine 16 is is Probably like optimal. Thirty two is probably complete overkill yeah. for, for it's kind of like how Ian is cool, but I'm way cooler, so I'm sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to say anything to that. So that that is that is awesome. 
Um, that's really helpful. Uh, the, and the GPU, just to like go over the GPU thing, like for, for Ecamm doesn't really use the GPU side of things. Am I right? So we don't need to I think, think about streaming, that. I think streaming in general mm. doesn't really use the GPU the way yeah. people think it does because yeah. it is so graphic intensive, but it's a different type of yeah. graphic intensive, right? So a lot of our encoding and all these things that all the software is used, that encoding stuff is built into the processors. Right. Yeah. We, our VP9 encoding, our VP8 encoding, our H.265. Let me stop nerding out. Anyway, the majority <laughs> of the encoding that you need for streaming is actually handled by the processors, both ML, M, ML and M1, Intel and M1. So, yeah, you adding, you know, people like I got a mini and I stuck this GPU on the side and my computer is way better. Uh, probably not for streaming. Maybe for okay. video editing or photo processing, that might make a difference. Okay. But so like, if you are doing, wanting to do a lot of video editing, then GPU is, is obviously good. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Before we move on to the next topic, if we have the M1 chip in, so if we had a choice of uh, an iMac, a MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air, a Mac Mini, and maybe, I don't know, a Mac Pro, we can always bung that in as well. And they all have M1s and we want like the the best experience when it comes to live streaming does it matter which what the form factor is i mean i think you've mentioned that, that you would yes. avoid a laptop side of things but let's yes. know so the performance is identical right but the primary difference would be airflow so the worst of that situation is air zero fan it only depends on radiant heat dispersion so the air actually craps out in about 10 minutes once you throw heavy work at it because it gets hot and the protection thermals kick in so it slows down the processor in order to keep it running if you're going to send emails and sell like millions of dollars of pharmaceuticals and do things like that the air is a beast but when you want to do graphics, live streaming, video editing, uh, heavy music recording, all of the above, it will get hot and it has to slow down to protect itself. So I would just take the air out of the picture, period. I actually think the air is going to disappear in August, but that's a different conversation. Um, the MacBook Pro, again, same thing. Dope computer, perfectly good. Airflow is much better. It performs extremely well. But if you don't need a notebook, like really, really don't, a lot of people buy notebooks, leave them plugged in on the desk for the majority of their life. If you're going to do that, you can save yourself 600 quid and get a small mini because it's the exact same computer. The processor is identical. The form factor is different, right? And then the advantage of the mini and the iMac is airflow. And so right now the iMac would be the best because it has the best airflow. And then when and if in the end of next year we get the Mac Pro, it will be a multi-processor, dope airflow, all of the above, probably sitting around eight grand. You have to remortgage your house and I don't know, and all that kind of stuff to buy one of those. That's really helpful. So let's talk about connectors and all this kind of stuff because one of the concerns that people talk about with the new mac mini is the number of ports that it has and people get really confused so you if you can like help us here because there's us there's usb there's usb c there's usb 3.1 there's thunderbolt one two three i don't know like and with the new m1 we can only fit a certain number of for example displays on it and all this kind of stuff can you can you like help us navigate this really complicated world of connectors when it comes to computers and particularly the m1 max okay so the first thing you need to know is usb c 
is a form factor. That's all it is. It is the shape of the whole full stop in the conversation. What goes on inside that USB-C are varying protocols. So one of those protocols is the universal serial bus, which can move data back and forth. One of those protocols is PDE, power delivery. I'm just going to send you electricity so you can power your computer. One of those protocols will be 5.1 audio, 7.1 audio, Dolby Atmos, HDMI, Y plus B plus R, you know, CMYK video signal, uh, H.265, H.264, Blu-ray, Thunderbolt. Like I can stack all of these types of communications into that single wire. Think of it like your ethernet cable. Your ethernet cable is just a sending a thing, but over the ethernet cable, I can send audio, I can send video, I can send characters, I can send, you know, pictures, I can send all myriad things. So literally USB-C is a pipe. The current pipe, USB four slash Thunderbolt three is just top of the food chain pipe. Think of it as the the M5 freeway, right? That's all it is. It's just a freeway. Now, what goes inside there, your Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt is going to give you the fastest possible. Like that's Audubon level speeds at 40 gigabytes per second. The USB-C Type-C 3.1 Gen 2 can only send 10 gigabytes per second. And then if you dumb it down to the older previous versions, it can only send five gigabytes per second. So where people get stuck is they see the Mac and it only has two holes in the back and they go, I can only plug in two things. No, because unlike your computer, which might have four holes, two of those holes are still only Thunderbolt and the other ones or the other five are USB-C. So they're technically slow and they don't really do anything. And USB-C is easily replicatable. So you can replicate it right outside a device with a hub, right? So the cool thing that, Thunderbolt 4 brought to the party. A, it allowed PC people to play on parity with Thunderbolt, what has Mac people been doing since 91? Not that far back. That's a joke. But <laughs> now, now you can do Thunderbolt, right? And the other thing it brought to the table is daisy chaining. So you can take something like this, which is a Thunderbolt hub, and in, back in the day, a dock was replicating ports. You plug in a single cable, it would convert it to eight other different shapes holes that you can plug stuff into a hub takes a single version and replicates it to be basically twins of itself or in this case triplets of itself which is why in the past you bought a dock it only other it only ever had one more thunderbolt port and you're like this is silly i gotta use one to plug it in and it just moved that to the outside to give me another all of a single extension cord with no other plugs in it. And everybody couldn't understand why it's the way the chip work. But with the new technology in Thunderbolt four, I can plug in one and turn that into three. Right. So all you need to do, get yourself one of these. These are relatively inexpensive and you plug in the master in the front. It gives you three of these in the back, which are other Thunderbolt ports. From here, you plug in all your Thunderbolt devices, take the other port and plug in the standard USB dock and do all of the conversions you made. So if you want to buy a 16-in-1, 17-in-1, 21-in-1, knock yourself out. Plug it in over there, stick in all of the weird stuff like your USB coffee cup, and it won't affect your performance. You see what I mean? Because they're two separate controllers. So that's kind of the key. The monitor thing has to do with the way the chip is set up right now. The current version of the chip can only throw another monitor. And I don't know why people can't get their head around this. They think Apple is just being a-holes, but no. 
driving a 4K display is work, people. Like, it, it is absolute work. Like, maybe because we started building computers prior to 1080, when we had 640, you know, or we had the, what is it, 732, we had these, you know, big CRT displays. Maybe we forgot how many pixels we're moving right now. But like this camera, my Sony a6400 right now is sending you 24 million pixels at 24 frames a second. Just get your calculator out and just start typing those numbers in and multiplying them just so you can see how much data it's moving. And then you won't think, oh, maybe my my computer company's pissing me off because they won't let me run five 4K displays. That's that two make, that, billion pixels, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That makes that makes sense. So, for podcast listeners who couldn't see that doc you were showing, tell us a little bit more about, about that. that. And, and that. no, that's okay. And yeah. like I know you've also recommended in the past this the call Digit TS three as well, but yes, that is yes, Thunderbolt three. So maybe yeah. tell us a bit more if if we've can we still use that or is there an updated 100%. version of that? So Thunderbolt. Okay, what we say right now, Thunderbolt 4, is Thunderbolt 3 plus USB 4. There's not really a real Thunderbolt 4 word yet. Kind of like 5G is really 4G LTE advanced. We're in that, we're in a weird nomenclature section right now. They had to give it a number for iteration, but the technology is basically the same. Again, the only upgrades have been allowed more parity with PC people so we don't have to have this fight between what devices are for what. And we stack the USB 4 spec, which is the PC side, right? Mm-hmm. We've already had that. Everything that they just gained, we've had for since 2015, right? So that's basically, we're at parity. So ignore the Thunderbolt 4, Thunderbolt 3 part. That's a little confusing, but the primary thing that it brought to the table, every modern Thunderbolt device now and going forward has the ability to daisy chain Thunderbolt devices much better than before, right? So that's the primary difference. And what I was holding up is a Thunderbolt hub. Again, the difference between a hub and something like the CalDigit T3 Plus, which is a Thunderbolt dock. The dock will take a single Thunderbolt connector and convert that into SD card, USB, USB-C, Ethernet, Toslink, aka digital audio, and that those things. Whereas a Thunderbolt hub will take a single Thunderbolt port and turn it into three Thunderbolt ports. So my current combination on the mini is a CalDigit T3 Plus plus a CalDigit Element Hub, which is a Thunderbolt hub with three Thunderbolt ports plus three USB flat type A 3.2, I mean 3.1 Gen 2. Wow. It's it's complicated stuff. It's like these names, like they don't make it easy, do they? (laughs) Yeah, but I have a friend named Aloysius P. McGinnis, but it's just Al. So you can get stuck in the long names or you can just understand that Al's a great guy and he's a good center half. And if I send him the ball, <laughs> it will go in the net. That's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 No, that's good. So like hub doc, I think, I think I get that now that makes a lot of sense. Like, and if for, for most of us, we're going to be plugging in something like a USB mic or the Rodecaster pro into it. We'll plug in a, a camera, maybe via, via like, um, what's it called again the elgato cam link 4k whatever yeah. and but well and maybe some stream decks and all that kind of stuff not that they need like lots of juice those kind of things so like yeah. getting the the hub for that will make a lot of sense for those of us who like my dream is to have like uh three monitors i probably don't need three monitors but for that 
we're going to have to wait. We can't with the the M1 chips at the moment. We can't do that. You so can. We're gonna, you can you buy can. a Display Link adapter. The Display Link adapter. Display Link adapter handles the uh, replication of the port. So it basically has an HDMI signal emulator inside. So you plug it into a single spot in your computer. Right now, they normally will push one device each Display Link. So. So far, the the one guy that I've seen push it the hardest put six display links on a single Mac Mini. So he has six monitors on a Mac. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Like, you've heard that. I, I mean, I've always heard that the maximum is two. Everyone Mac. says that because yeah. they read a headline from somebody who's trying mm. to get the click. No, I, I, I say this in full sincerity. There are tech people out there who are really more about their clicks and their story block sponsorship than they are about telling you the full answer. So it is really fun the day that Apple puts out a product to come in and go, don't buy this, your house is going to blow up. Don't buy this, the phone will fold in half. Don't buy this because, you know, Apple did something because Apple's top of the food chain. Just like right now, we're going to take pot shots for the next year at Man City because they're top of the food chain. So we're just say dumb stuff about them. Oh, their, their striker was out drinking. Yeah, man, just a hard game. Of course you drink. You just had a beer while you complained on the internet that he got, he was out drinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, there's people that will take that and run with it. You know, you're in the UK, you understand tabloids. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but they know the answer. They fully know the answer. They know that you can add something that only costs like 40 bucks, 50 bucks to make it fixed or make it do what you want it to do. But it's better to tell you the heinous stuff. Let that run for like a month while everybody's fighting and then come back. Superhero Kate. Whoom. I know how to fix it. Look, all you need to do is get this de- device. Oh, by the way, we're sponsored by the device maker. You plug it in and it will allow you to add two more monitors. Man, this is the greatest thing ever. And it'll be the greatest thing ever until the next piece of tech come out and then they'll rip that up. So like right now, they've already stopped talking about the ability to only run one monitor so that they can talk about the iMac and how it's quarter pound heavier. In, I mean, sorry, the iPad or how the iMac colors are only dark on the back, not on the front, you know, because that's what computers are about, how dark it is on the back. <laughs> so you, you have to when you hear these things from people, you have to understand. And sometimes like I came here for an answer because I have a problem to solve. But what is this person's motivation? Right. So I would immediately then in turn go look for smaller channels that might be having a similar conversation and see if you can find a, a different opinion. Just like if the doctor told you your, your toe has to come off, you might check a different doctor. Go check a different um, tech reviewer because there are a handful of them out there that will just lose their minds and say all kind of crazy stuff. Um, if I had to give you just listen to one person, um, it would probably listen to more like Marquez or Renee. Cause they're normally going to be some pretty much on point, but like Linus, I love the guy and I hate the guy at the same time. I'm like, Linus, you know, better, you know what you just did, but because he rides the the Mac PC fence, like he, he likes to put the two sides against each other. And he kind of over sensationalized sometimes, yeah. which he doesn't have to do. He's too smart for that. I wish he wouldn't. Makes sense. Well, thank you for, thank you for that. So that is, that is great. So I think we know like what we need. We need I think you need to you need to pay a bit more money to get like a decent dock and a decent hub, as I, I know you've mentioned before. We are almost out of time, and this wasn't going to be. I wasn't. Gonna, we're not going to go into much detail on this because this show, this episode, has been more about 
the the main hardware, the computer, the 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 all that kind of stuff. But you have a, like an amazing camera. It looks great. I love your background. We've talked about this before. I'm I'm really not that happy with where I am at the moment. But we're moving house hopefully soon, and I'm going to be all in on improving things. So I'm very excited about that. So this tell us year is improving. That's it's all this. I got the other part down, like you just said. I got the camera, the mic, the Rodecaster Pro. I'm set there. So everything else is all about set dressing now. I literally just painted yeah. that wall on uh, bank holiday, which was Monday. It was white last week, remember? <laughs> so <laughs> so tell us, yeah, tell us more about like what you said you're using the Canon uh 6400, what was it called? And uh oh, yeah, Sony tell us, sorry, Sony, yeah. Tell us more. Swearing at me. <laughs> no, I'm just a diehard Sony guy. My family, our store, when we had our electronic store, Sony was our number one brand. So it's just my personal preference. All Most cameras nowadays are relatively good. I just like it because I do show products a lot and it, the, the focus is just super quick, right? Mm-hmm. It is really, really instant focus whenever I need to show someone a product. If I hold that sucker, not for, sorry, people listening, but if I hold that sucker into my face, what you just saw is instant focus. So that's the reason why I use this. And uh, it goes into a Camlink 4K, which goes into this computer is going into an OWC Thunderbolt 3 dock. And that way I can run four Camlinks out of it because it has enough power to do so. So that's my primary thing. And then I'll take that single Thunderbolt cable and take it out of iMac and plug it right into the mini and stream from the mini. So I can kind of go back and forth, you know, just some testing things out for the company. That's cool. So you got you got two computers there, and technically three. <laughs> okay, now you're showing off. Unlike your, your microphone, I think you, you said you're using a Redcaster Pro, but tell us about your mic. Uh, it's an SM7B. Again, super funny. I was of the camp of man. I'm not going to get that because you know everybody has one. Blah blah blah. I'm going to try to be different and so forth, so on, etc. It's overrated. Da da da. I went through all of the same machinations and then I got one and go, nope, not overrated. Now I understand why pretty much any radio station you go to in the planet, you will see one of three things. Electric Voice RE20s, Shure SM7Bs, or the Heil PR40, which I believe IAG is speaking into right now. This is what you'll see in the radio station because they work. Mm. Bulletproof. This mic has been in existence since 1966. This wow. is the fourth iteration since then. So number one, it's 55 years old. Number two, they've only changed it four times in 55 years. And they're like, oh, do you think the SM7B is any good? I don't know, player. Look back for the last half a decade. I mean, half a century. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely worth every cent. And it sounds amazeballs. It does. And you got that plugged into the Roadcaster? Yes, sir. Awesome. And wow. I, I didn't need a cloud lifter because I'm loud. But if you're a quiet speaker, you might need a cloud lifter. But I, I am loud by nature, so I don't need a cloud lifter. Well, you do. You sound awesome. I, I mean, I think everyone watching, listening will agree with that. They, they've kind of, they, it picks up. There's a lot of depth. There's resonance. There's all that kind of stuff. It's great. And just before we finish, I know this, that we, I could get you on a probably on a big rant now. So maybe try and calm down with this question. But like, you've got, we've both got our, we've both got our microphones on shot here. Like, and I know like other people Why? out there Why? prefer to have it out of shot. What, what, so what's your view on this? Why do you have it in shot? It doesn't that, you know, well, yeah, I'm going to let, let you go on with it. Okay, so let's me. <laughs> I don't know why you set me up. Ian, I love you, brother. I love you. You set me up hardcore. Okay, first of all, physics. 
physics, period, point blank in the story. There's a fresh room. It's the space between your face and the, the capsule. And all mics have a fresh room, like a, a, a sweet spot, if you will. Then there's your pattern pickup, right? Microphones aren't designed to listen for something all the way across the room without a big, you know, parabolic dish, right? Also, a lot of people that are trying to get it out of shot, they'll immediately go shotgun. Shotguns are designed to listen to the tweeties outside while you're talking. So when you're watching a movie and they're having the couples having their love scene, you can hear in the background the ocean, you know, running against the cliffs in Dorchester, or you can hear the... Like, that's what they're for. So in your room, why can't I hear my fans? Because your mic is designed to listen to ambient noise, ding dong. Like, yes, it can hear your voice because it's projecting. But that interference tube, a.k.a. that long stick with the holes in the side, you know what the holes in the side are for? To listen to the ambient noise. So unless you're going to put yourself in a padded room in an anacolic chamber, look it up. Um, you probably don't want to do that, which is why. Us guys, radio presenters call us, right? We always have our face within four to six inches because there's vocal presence. There's a thing. If I'm talking to you from here, you can hear me because I'm a loud guy. But if I come in here, I sound just much better. Just pure physics, air, moves, sound waves, you know, this and that. The last part of this is if you have to, absolutely have to be one of those people who don't want to have it in the shot, Get yourself a lavalier. I like to be bougie and call it Levalier and clip it to your shirt. <laughs> just like every presenter on Sky, on ITV, on BT, like whatever you're watching, all of those presenters have a lavalier. If you watch a, a play in the theater, it's in the wig. The, the, the little microphone is sewn into the wig because that works. And it has worked since the mid 60s when you've been watching TV. So why do you keep trying to make up your own stuff? Because somebody told you that if the mic is in the shot, it's distracting. If it's distracting, you got nothing to say. Okay, that'll do. I agree with you. <laughs> I love that. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like me on ring lights. I'm not a fan of ring lights. Uh, me neither. But uh, that's a whole other <sighs> topic. That's a whole we, podcast right there, I know, bro. I know, I know. Well, well, we'll have to. Just, you have to come back on the show. And we we can do. We can talk all all about that. But I, we are at the end of the show. I thank you so much for like n helping us navigate this really complicated world and and helping us. You've you've blown our minds with all these acronyms and and difficult things, but you've really simplified it as well, which is being great. I love this one from a Mr. Camry junkie. Ian has just started something, and Joe says, "Tell them dark." Yes, we like to tell them on this show. Well, thank you. How can uh, people find out more about you? I know you're doing lots of different things. You're doing lots of stuff at Ecam, but you you've got your fingers in many other pies as well. Where's the best place for people to find you and stalk you in a nice way, of course? <laughs> like Tim. Um, I am all over the internet at D-O-C-R-O-C-K. And then if you're really curious about the streaming thing and you wonder why even a PC guy would decide to use Ecamm, I do live demo of Ecamm every Friday on the Ecamm live channel on YouTube. So by all means, come by, bring your questions. You know, even if you just have a question about streaming in general, that might not even be a specific stalk me on my regular channel, Doc Rock on YouTube. And I'll answer you because like, I'm not one of those like, oh, you have to do it this way or that way. You know, I will tell you both. I'll tell you why you're wrong, but I'll still give you your answer. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's what, that's one of the many reasons I love about you. you. You know, you're, you're very gracious with your time and your help and yeah, you're not afraid to give your own opinion, but you'll, you'll help everybody and, and to, to get to that point, which is 
Awesome. Well, thank you, Doc. It's been great to have you on the show. Just to say, this is the this is the end of the show today. I've also forgot to mention uh, at the end of June. So this this podcast episode is, will actually be after this. But if you're watching live or watching the replay, uh, the next launch your live is coming out at the end of June. Uh, if you go to iag.me forward slash lyl, you can sign up for the waiting list. This will help you launch your live show with confidence in just. 10 days. So definitely check that out. But we are out of time. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the through the power, if I can say the words, of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Shut down my computer by pressing the start button.